The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first? Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. The national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Jake From. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler, he's at From Jake puntandpass.com the number one destination for all things college football head on over to puntandpass.com the holidays are right around the corner go get you some merch i got some rope hats left i got some golf hats and tour visors left as well i'll ship them out to you immediately we've had a couple of those orders coming across the past few days so shout out to you all subscribe to our youtube channel check out our blog our picks it's got everything puntandpass.com Jake, fresh off a Monday night football victory. The commanders just dominated the since defeated Eagles. They were undefeated headed into that game. That was fun to watch, man. I never thought I would be um, rooting for the commanders, but here we are. Dude, what is going on? Huge win Monday night. It's actually the second time in the last three years uh, the staff has beaten an undefeated team kind really? of that late in the season. They beat Pittsburgh when they were 11 and 0 two years ago. So um, just some similar wow. territory that they've been in before. Uh, Coach said, don't count us out. Don't be surprised. And man, we went in there, uh, dominated a lot of that football game, ran the football, uh, really nasty physical football game. Can't wait to win, man. It was awesome. Awesome that was, atmosphere. It was awesome to watch. I mean, you guys really dominated the entire yeah. game. It was, it was physical, great game plan to start out. Taylor Heineke. I mean, shout out to him. Collins Hill kid right here from North oh, yeah. Atlanta area. Uh, he's balling and he plays, he plays his tail off, man. Yeah, he really does. Like, what's he like in the QB meeting room? I mean, obviously filling in for Carson as Carson's injured right now, but the commanders keep winning. Um, pretty cool to see. Yeah. He's awesome. He's just a dude's dude. Uh, just a football guy. He loves it. Eats, breathes, sleeps football. He loves it. Guys in the locker room love him. And, and man, he just, he plays. I mean, he just, man, the way he plays the guys feed off of it. They love it. Yeah, I mean, his trajectory is wild, too. I saw a tweet, I think maybe ESPN, or maybe NFL tweeted it out. Uh, obviously, he went to Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia, not the biggest football powerhouse, bounced around, got cut by like six NFL teams. Then he was a backup in the XFL. That went under. He was living on his sister's couch. Now he's starting quarterback. 
and um, he's playing uh, very, very good. They just knocked off the Eagles. So congrats to all you guys up in Washington. It was cool to see also. I saw the video of Coach Rivera, Ron Rivera, the head coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, he got emotional after the game. He wanted to give a game ball out. His mother had just recently passed away. You could just tell how important and how hard it is to win in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Um, and then when you get a collective effort like that in a big moment on national TV, Monday Night Football, um, it's special for everybody. So really cool that you're a part of it right now, Jake. That's no doubt. awesome. That is awesome. Um, you know what else is awesome? Tell me. Prize picks. Let's is go. awesome and let me tell you why okay obviously this episode of punt and pass is presented to you by prize picks this is a thursday episode of punt and pass you've come to know that prize picks is the best presenting sponsor of the podcast they've been doing this for so long but a huge announcement a massive announcement from our friends over at prize picks it's that now you can win up to 25 times your money Okay, Mm. 25 times. Now, Mm. usually we go on and say you can win 10x your money. Things have changed. You can win 25 times your money right now on prize picks. They have just released the six pick entry. If you hit all six, you get 25 times your money. I'm no mathematician, but you put 10 bucks down, you hit six picks, you win $250. That seems pretty sweet. And guess what? If you use the promo code PUNT, you can bet that 10 bucks. And then, of course, they'll match it. Or you could add $100 into your account by using the promo code PUNT, and they'll match you up to $100. That's what Prize Picks does. The World Cup starts next week. Are you kidding me? College basketball just started. The NBA is going on, college football, NFL. People, it is the best time to be on Prize Picks. So download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. And now you can 25x your money. And payouts are instant. What are you waiting on, people? Promo code PUNT. Download the Prize Picks app. Follow them on social media as well at Prize Picks. All right, let's go three and out. Talk to me. Um, first down for the past couple of weeks has been the same topic. It's all about the college football playoff rankings. And last night, uh, the third rendition of the 2022 college football playoff rankings came out. And the top four were untouched. Really, the top five were untouched. Georgia is number yep. one. Ohio State's number two, Michigan's number three, TCU's number four, Tennessee is number five, and right behind Tennessee is number six, LSU. Um, That's leading us to now, with only two weeks left of the regular season, Jake, which is absolutely crazy, to start playing out some scenarios. So I'll throw one out at you right now. Ohio State and Michigan both make it in. Obviously, they are playing each other next week. Yeah, that one is so intriguing. If Michigan pulls it out over Ohio State in a close football game where Ohio State plays well for whatever reason, turns the ball over, a penalty, yada, yada, does a one-loss Ohio State team get in over a one-loss Tennessee football team? And that's tough because I think the strength of schedule for Tennessee is better. They have had a higher ranking Mm -hmm. in the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. They've been ranked number one. Yes, it was a week, but they lost two the number one team in the country. Um, To me, if that happens, I wouldn't like it because I want to see Tennessee back in it. And I want to, I want to give them a chance. Uh, I don't want them to put them at four because I don't want to see a rematch of that game. I don't think they would. If that situation came up, I guarantee you they'd squeeze them in at three somehow. Some, yeah. Whatever you got to do to, you know, to talk about it, to get them to three. Hey, look, just put them at three. If we get a rematch, great. If we Mm -hmm. don't, um, get to see something different, but I think the strength of schedule for Tennessee is better. 
um, than Ohio State. And they, they've won games. They've won some games kind of that mid-early part of the season when they were really blowing teams out. The last yeah. two games have been just kind of okay to me. Um, but if Ohio State beats Michigan, I don't think Michigan has a chance. Um, and then the one to watch here is USC. Yeah. Okay. You start, you start going down the list, five, Tennessee, six LSU. Okay. You could just kind of skip LSU down the road. Their ranking is. What, okay. Well, what happens if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game? I mean, is LSU going to get in by knocking off the number one team in the nation? Presumably if Georgia takes care of business in the next two weeks. Now LSU is sitting there with two losses, but now they're a conference champion. And they just beat the number one team in the nation. What are your thoughts there? I, think I mean, it, look, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, no, I, it, it 100% is a possibility. However, not a likely possibility. Okay, okay. Uh, but I think LSU fans would really get butthurt if they beat Georgia because I don't think they would put them in the college football playoff. I you think don't think still, so? I still don't think so. No, okay. it's the, it would still be the Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, and then – uh, if t- uh, TCU takes care of business, it's going to be hard to leave them out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, an undefeated conference champion. Um, and then I, I just still think the intriguing one to see is, all right, say Ohio State beats Michigan. Michigan's a one-loss team. In what fashion, though? Is this like a last-second field goal? Is this a two-touchdown victory? The game is in Columbus. Michigan did blow think- out. Essentially, Ohio State. I, here again. I think you could say it's like the Georgia over Tennessee victory, okay. a dominant say, victory, but it's fourteen but, points on the scoreboard. But, but still, I still think the scenario goes even if it's a last-second win and, and Michigan barely loses. I still think it'll be interesting to see. You got Georgia, you got Ohio State, an undefeated conference champion TCU, mm-hmm. a one-loss Tennessee, and then. Okay, what about a conference champion one loss USC? USC. I mean, Does, look, do do they get in over a one loss non conference champion Tennessee, which their only loss is to the number one team in the country? We've seen two teams get into this college football playoff, two or three. Alabama might have done it twice. So you'd have to refresh my memory. Um, Ohio State has done it where they did not even play for the Big Ten championship. Um, Alabama obviously did not play for the SEC championship the year they beat Georgia in the national championship. What I'm getting at is that I don't know. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, What I don't know is if Tennessee has enough brand power to the likes of Alabama and Ohio State to persuade the committee. Granted, they have the resume. They have the wins. They have the loss against the number one team in the nation to get into the top four without even playing for their conference championship, given TCU is undefeated and given that the Ohio state Michigan game is close. Now here's what I'm saying. I think Tennessee should be in. I just don't trust the committee. People are, you know, I talked to my buddy, Tony, who's a huge Tennessee fan and he was like getting upset. I said, Tony, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. I I want Tennessee to get in. I think they should get in. But what I, what I'm afraid of is that, you know, average college football fan or rabid college football fan or a big time Tennessee fan are mistaking the committee for some group of nuanced and highly knowledgeable college football <laughs> experts. They're not people like they have proven this time. And again, they're not Get us a camera in that so room. You said just, it. Yes. You have mentioned it. Get us a camera in that room. We want to see it. Are you telling me that in that closed door meeting, 
if this situation plays out and Tennessee is sitting there at five and they've got the resume and Ohio State or Michigan beat each other on a last second field goal and TCU is the undefeated Big 12 champ and Georgia has won the SEC championship, are you telling me that the committee is not sitting there debating hey, man, should we let Tennessee in? They've got a pretty good resume. Yeah, but where do we put them? We can't put them at four because then that'd be a rematch with Georgia. They just played a yeah. couple weeks. That wouldn't be good for TV. Ra- I mean, all that's being discussed. Oh, TV yeah. ratings, ticket sales. What should we do? I want to see it. Hold these people accountable. And again, the decisions that they're making are not nuanced and knowledgeable college football discussions. These are about uh, ticket sales. These are about... TV ratings. I'm isn't just telling sad? you. Isn't that sad, I'm just though? telling you. Yes. So all right. So what so what what is the scenario that they are just begging for? Are they begging for a Georgia, Ohio State? They're just hoping TCU loses somehow. Yes. Oh, They're they hoping. are they are begging for TCU to drop the ball. And TCU so they, to play Baylor this weekend yeah. at Baylor, another short number. They're a Two and a half point favorite on the road. Ooh. Even Vegas is not showing a lot of respect to TCU. Not and they, of course, answered the bell a week ago by beating Texas in Austin. Yeah. Um, but you are 100% spot on. They are begging TCU to drop a game so they can just dismiss them. But now, who comes into play? What you just said, USC starts yeah. making their case. I think USC might lose this weekend to UCLA. We'll get to that inside That's the five. But um, you know, the this is the situation to where if you look at some of the brackets that are out now, Jake, you're like, okay, should we just go to 12? But as I always say, you go to 12, people are going to immediately start clamoring for 16. Like there's just no end in sight. And guess yeah. what? I'll end it with this. Things always work out, right? It's going to play itself out. Ohio State plays Michigan next week. Um, hell, Tennessee might lose to South Carolina. I doubt that happens, but that's just a possibility. There are still games left on the schedule so i will a- i will i will add this at the end i have been in the college football playoff and we were also the first team exactly. out i think the twice next, right the next two years in exactly i would have loved an opportunity to have been in and to give us a chance so you're telling me let's go back to 2018 okay Number five, Georgia, and y'all should have been in. But you woke up the next morning, and pundits on TV are you talking about, you're like, we're not going to get in. You're not going to get in. And that's the year y'all played in the Sugar Bowl against Texas. Now, the same thing happened in 2019, but I believe you had lost twice both to LSU. No, sorry. Y'all lost to LSU in the SEC Championship game. Who'd you lose to in the regular season? We lost. That's the South Carolina loss. Oh, that's right. That's right. So that's two losses. But in – yeah. Look, I'm just freaking, telling you right now. Freaking A, man. There's Gosh. a reason. <laughs> losses, there's so few, Jake. They keep coming up on the podcast. I know. I <laughs> um, but there's a reason why Georgia didn't get the invite. Maybe it was because of brand recognition. Maybe it was because of um, somebody stumping for him inside that committee room. I just don't know if Tennessee's there. That's all I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Um, and if you are 100% correct. If Tennessee makes it, they will not rematch with Georgia in the semifinal. It won't happen. It won't yeah. happen. I can guarantee you that. So Tennessee's got to be feeling good right now. They've got to be feeling good. They're like, oh, Ohio State, Michigan, one of them loses. Then we're even looking better. They've got great wins. They just whooped up on LSU, who's sitting at six. They beat Alabama. um, And I think they beat another team in the top 25. Yeah. Always fun to break down. Yeah. Chaos. I I mean, college football playoff committee. 
Boo Corrigan came out and he said there's a big gap between Georgia and the number two team, Ohio State. So it looks like Georgia's going to make it in. I don't see them slipping up. I mean, look, and, look, and, and I, I I hate it too, and I, I, I wouldn't vouch for this team at all. But I, you still have a one loss going to be conference champion Clemson. Well, talk, what about, well, about. you know, they play North Carolina. Drake May now is like getting high in love. His stats Ballin are crazy. Yeah. If, you, if you look at his stats, I mean, it's like 300 plus with a five tutty is just a normal, a normal night for him. And where's he um, from? I don't know. Uh, I'll look that up right now. Um, but uh, that's a, that's a great matchup because you'll have an either or of one of those two teams, UNC or Clemson. will be a one loss conference champion. Drake may uh, went to Myers park high school right there in Charlotte. Shout out Myers park. Great area. My yeah. cousins live in Myers park. So nice. look at this. This kid's a red shirt freshman. Um, yeah. He is slinging it around. So slinging. watch out. I mean, who knows? Who knows? It'll all work who out. Knows, Fun man. to talk about. Fun to talk about. If you're a Tennessee fan and you totally disagree with me, hit me up on social media at Drew Butler. All right, let's head <laughs> to second down. This is a fascinating topic. I have to get your input. Uh, if you're on social media and you follow a lot of NFL or college football players or writers, you're starting to see a movement right now, a mm. grassroots movement among the NFL players around the safety questions between playing on artificial turf like field turf or another brand of artificial turf and regular grass, okay? Um, The hashtag, I believe, is hashtag safer fields. I saw the NFL Players Association was reposting a bunch of stuff today on Instagram. Guys have been getting hurt. I saw A.J. Brown from the Philadelphia Eagles came out and said, man, we've lost so many good players to field turf. We just have to get rid of it. So the players association is trying to step up and the players are all getting behind this initiative to somehow force the owners to have a conversation on eliminating artificial turf. Um, I've got thoughts on this, Jake. I I would love your thoughts. You're currently in the NFL. You are a quarterback. I'll preface it with this one. I've never got a concussion. Two, I was a punter, so you can make fun of me for that. wasn't the most physical <laughs> position. Um, but I'd love your thoughts. You're a QB. I mean, you're out there getting beat up on. Take me through your body the Monday after playing on artificial turf, the Monday after playing on natural grass. Yeah, so uh, first off, we're going to go back okay. uh, to finance major class okay are you still in school have we, have we still, checked on this we're, okay we're still in school okay good there's two rules a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow right okay and cash is king okay well my analogy here of cash being king grass is king really okay? dude grass is king all day long really you talk to, you talk to any of the guys they want grass the the guys in the locker room would rather go out in 30 degree weather and practice on grass, then go into the indoor, the bubble, whatever your turf is any day of the week. Now, that being said, there is a a scale, okay, a degree of some turf being better than other turfs. For sure. Artificial or, or natural? The Talking turf? about turf, like artificial turf, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yes. yeah, yes, yes, yes. Turf yes. and grass. Turf, yeah, and, turf grass. and grass. Got yes. Got so some turf is better than other turfs. They're they're a little more giving, a little more spongy, a little more easier on the ankle, the joints. Um, guys aren't getting caught up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rolling ankles, that kind of thing as much. 
Um, but from my experience, myself personally, and the guys that I've been around, man, they, there, there is nothing better than good grass to play on. It's, okay. it's awesome. It's what it's all about. The smell of it, the feel, <laughs> the taste. It's all, it's all about it, man. It, it doesn't it didn't get any better than that. Okay. Uh, that's great insight. I, I appreciate that. My question is this. Um, obviously the movement is we need grass. It's safer. Uh, it's easier on our joints. It's easier on our bodies, but what is the standard? Is the standard just grass? Hey, we want grass. Well, first off, look, uh, you said cash is king and guess what? Grass is not king because cash will always be king and the owners have all the (laughs) cash and the owners have built these billion dollar infrastructures like Minnesota, like SoFi stadium in LA, like the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And guess what's inside those things? Artificial turf. And guess what's not going to happen? Natural grass will never be inside those massive indoor stadiums. My question here is this. If you do want grass everywhere, is there a standard or is it just grass? Because I can tell you right now, grass, natural surfaces in the NFL are wildly inconsistent. And oh, some 100%. of them are actually piss poor. And I can tell you right now that they would Chicago. cause more injuries than field turf would or any artificial turf. I'll bring up a few. Chicago, horrible. Chicago. Thing. Everybody knows horrible. Soldier Field is absolutely brutal. Cleveland, I've played in Cleveland a lot. It's it sandy. It gets really loose. Uh, yeah. Cleveland, horrible field. Pittsburgh, played in yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay? Pittsburgh is an awful field. All right. And here's That's the thing cool. about Pittsburgh's field. Next weekend, the Whippeal State finals are on that field. And then Sunday or the next Sunday, the Steelers go up. I mean, it's an yeah. absolute it just, mess. And, and it's in the north. So just, just all the kind of factors just kind of come together and just it doesn't get loved on enough, you know? Uh, FedEx field, Washington. You can keep your mouth closed on this one. Not the best <laughs> field, okay? I'll just tell you that right now. Absolutely not the best playing service. Arizona, where I played. For three years. Now, listen, right. Arizona. New, New Arizona or old Arizona? New Arizona. They've got the tray. Now, let me tell you why. The oh, tray you, is nice. Hold on. Hold but, on. TV time hold on, hold on. Go ahead. It switches over to ryegrass. They have to overseed it. So earlier in the year, it's Bermuda grass, right? It's tight. But guess what? When you're in Arizona, uh, yeah. this time of year, you have to overseed. So the playing surface literally changes, turns into ryegrass, gets a lot more slipperier, gets a lot more slick. I'm just telling you, I know these things, okay? I'm not an agronomist. That might shock you. Yeah. Tennessee, the volunteers. What happened in 2000, was it 18? Was it 14 when Nick Chubb went down, slipped, fell? That was a natural grass surface. Man, right? okay. So what I'm saying you're, is you're, this. you're making a Look, you're making a very compelling argument too. Well, the argument is, I guess, what is the ask, Right. If, yeah. if you're going to want natural grass, then is there a standard? There has to. I mean, it, well, guess what? There, there but, can't but, 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 be. But there can't because there there's, can't different, be. there's different there's different grasses to grow in different yes. climates and the way it is. And some grasses have to be kept longer than other grasses. Some grasses can be cut short, yada, yada, sunlight, the whole deal, weather, water, all that night. Like take buffalo, for example. I mean, I got hurt in Buffalo. I tore my left calf in Buffalo, non-contact injury. Obviously, it wasn't the field's fault, but continue going. I mean, it was an artificial turf field. It's going to be tough for them to have really good grass playing conditions that late in the season. It's just, it is. It's just going to be brutal. Uh, Up there in Buffalo, it's, um, 
it's it's kind of a low area, so it's really muddy. It's got that slick mud. It's kind of wet anyway. So I just don't think that that field would just drain well, honestly. No, God, um, no. It, it, it can't. It, it went, and the snow just sitting on it. And Do you see what the forecast is this weekend in Buffalo? They're supposed to get like 30 like, inches of snow. It's another snowball. Look, I, so I, look there, there, there's bad in both, and there is good in both. And exactly. for us as players to go and pitch something, like there has to be – like our argument here and our ask has to be solid and there can't be any holes in it. Um, Cause right now it's just a bunch of talking. Yeah. There's a little Hashtags. bit of data. Yeah. There's a little bit of data to kind of go along with it. There's, there's some data for here and there's some data for there. Um, so we have to see it in totality and a very good long study to see, but like you said, the playing surfaces on turf, there's different turfs. Yes. Artificial turf, and there's a different playing surface uh, for grasses as well. So I, I could make the argument that um, if you wanted to set a standard, make it one artificial turf that's allowed. I, right. I think that, yes. right? Like, I think yeah. you would agree with that. Yeah. Because it's not the artificial turf of the olden days where it's literally a carpet with concrete carpet. on the bottom. This yeah. is real technology, people, and it has a certain amount of give, and it does allow these players to play at a high level. Now, if you want to tell me that artificial turf causes more concussions, then show me the data because I just don't think that's true. If you want to tell me that artificial turf causes more ligament injuries, show me the data because I don't think that's true. My rookie season in Pittsburgh, or it might have been my second season, Sean Spence, who was a rookie with me, badass linebacker out of Miami. He's making a play on the sideline. He tries to stop and pivot. The grass underneath him, natural grass, gave out Jake, and he mm-hmm. goes sliding, and it sounded like a damn tree broke. Oof. And it was his leg. He's screaming out loud. It snapped in half. He was out for the season. Mm-hmm. That was on natural grass. So what I'm saying is this. There is no perfect solution whatsoever. I don't really uh-huh. understand why the NFLPA or why players – are going down this road like it's some lock stock answer. Hey, we need all natural gas. First of all, it's literally impossible it's not, because it's, it's not, not going to happen. That in indoor stadiums. It, it is. Yeah. And you know what I think they should do? I talked to a former player who's been on this podcast um, in the past and he said like, dude, just ask for more money. You, right. Like instead of saying we need to play on this exact type of surface, just go to the owners and say, Hey, this is an inherent risk that we're taking. We want to see our salaries up. Right. We want to see the cap go up. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest 
largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. I think that's an argument that you can make, but... Yeah, I think that might be a better way to go about it um, than that. Going back to what you said about Arizona and the rollout... And Vegas uh, has that now, too. Vegas has it. I loved it. I, I haven't it played awesome. in Vegas. Did you, have you played in Vegas yet? Yes. Yeah, worked out worked that on it. But it's a, it's a, it's a, like a faster grass. It's thin. Um, but, and, and also going back to the turfs, last thing I say on the turfs, there's different turfs. Like the bins is kind of a shorter, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's tight. harder. It's really it's tight. tight. Yeah. yeah it, it's more slippery, but you play faster on it. And like Georgia, idea, Sanford Stadium. Great field. Oh, it's a field. phenomenal field. Yes. Yeah. It's but, that, like Bermuda, super tight, compact. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. But the, but the bins is for, they want it to play fast because they want the offense to score more points. It's something yeah. I heard a whole formula about it. Um, but, but even then, like they're manipulating the turf to get the result that they want out of it. So look, there's a ton of stuff going in and into it from the owners, from the NFL's perspective on what playing services are playing on. Uh, and then a lot of it's out of their control. Last thing I'll say on this back to Chicago, like the owner and Chicago bears don't have any control over it because the, yeah, city, the city owns that field. It's the exactly city. Right. So it's the city grounds crew. I mean, they, it's just, it's up to them because they don't have the rights to own it. And I think similar thing here uh, at FedEx as well. So, yeah, you're exactly right. One of the and only things there, I hadn't there's played nothing in. I about it. I, d- I didn't get to play in Arrowhead and I didn't get to play in Lambo. And I've heard Lambo is like the best field ever because they've got the sub air underneath. They've got the heating system underneath. Um, you know, they, they're so well prepared for that cold weather that they're able to manicure. Obviously um, they're able to take care of that surface really well. Last thing I'll say on this, and this might be a little, <laughs> in, this might yeah. be a little inside baseball, but in 2026, the world cup is coming to America. Right. Um, and guess what's going to have to happen. Natural grass is the only surface that FIFA competitions can take place on. So MetLife, uh, SoFi, Atlanta, field turf will be ripped out of those stadiums. Natural grass will be put in. And then guess what happens as soon as the World Cup is done? Field turf is getting laid right back down. But that's just international soccer stars. And that's what they demand. That's what FIFA has set as a standard. uh, And that's not going to happen in the NFL. So Interesting. That's that's inside baseball. I'm telling you right now. That's a fact, Jack. So... Oh, fascinating conversation. It yeah. really is. There's no perfect answer. Yeah. And because and I, I, I don't, turf I does I not cause more concussions. Like that's just not a fact or yeah, more injury. I, I, don't, I don't see a whole lot coming from happening with this anytime soon because of the rights on the stadiums and who owns it and how they own it and all that stuff is going to play a factor in it. And I don't see stuff happening anytime soon. on it. All right. Good, good discussion. Thank you for your insight. You know, yes, did I persuade you at all? Maybe, maybe not. I liked, uh, I liked how you came out guns blazing, though. Had I'm to. Ready. I Had am to. always ready. All right, let's go to third down. Um, and this one is unfortunately a tragic news. We have to touch on it because we are a college football podcast. It's a tragedy that's rocked the world. Uh, it's rocked certainly the ACC, 
the entire nation. And that's what happened at Virginia earlier this week in Charlottesville. Um, three football players were shot dead and it is just so sad. I know Georgia has a lot of people up there. Carla Williams being one of them, the athletic director, uh, Virginia has canceled their game against coastal Carolina this weekend. And man, the, the, the details are gut wrenching um, junior receiver, Lavelle Davis of Dorchester, South Carolina, junior defensive end Deshaun Perry of Miami. Um, and one more, um, passed away i don't see his name right here i want to get that right that's unfortunate that i just talked about that um cavaliers receiver devin chandler it's um it's just tough jake man i've got two daughters and a third uh on the way any moment now and you know you reach this level of high profile college football and you know the details of who the shooter was a former walk-on it's just um I don't really know what to say except rest in peace to those young men and praying for their families and everybody at Virginia for sure. Yeah. I mean, just a, a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, just a bad situation. And I hate it, man. There's young men who had the rest of their life ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just going to contribute a lot uh, to society, to their families, um, to what's going on. And man, you just, you hate it. Let's just lift them up and, uh, lift their families up in prayer um, and just kind of be praying for peace. And that's all we really could do here. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, just, that's tough. Absolutely. Prayers to Coach Elliott, um, Carla Williams, and everybody at UVA. Um, man, hopefully they bounce back in a big way and are able to honor those three young men uh, in a way that's certainly worthy. All right, um, we are going to get to inside the five and break down the top five college football games of the weekend. The slate is a little light this week. It's kind of like a cupcake weekend in the SEC. Obviously, next week is rivalry week. It's Thanksgiving week. I I, I can't believe this is the second to last regular season weekend. It's crazy. The college football season. But before we get to that, obviously, I told you when the show started that prize picks now offers a six pick, which can 25 extra money. So let's dive right into the hashtag DB's freebie. And guess what? I'm giving you a six pack and we're going to go 25 X and that will do it. Your Thanksgiving will be extremely fruitful. There's no question. (laughs) I'll run through it pretty quickly. Hendon hooker is taken on South Carolina. Tennessee needs to continue putting up points in a big, big way. Show the college football playoff committee that they are worthy of being one of the final four teams. He will have more than 275 and a half passing yards. South Carolina ain't that good. Over 275 and a half passing yards for Hendon Hooker. Dorian Thompson Robinson, the Mm. quarterback for UCLA, who is electric and who absolutely lit up USC a year ago, is projected to have 40 and a half rushing yards on the ground. I'll go over that. I think this could be a Mm. high-scoring game. The total is like 75 points, Jake. DTR is going to have to do it through the air and on his feet. I'll go over. 40 and a half rushing yards for Dorian Thompson Robinson. Caleb Williams is the other quarterback in that game. He's projected to have three touchdown passes. I'm going under three touchdown passes. Mm -hmm. I think UCLA at home in the Rose Bowl. Granted, that's not the scariest place to play. Um, They're fired up. They're catching one and a half, two and a half points right now. I think they know they've got to limit Caleb Williams through the air. So I'll go under three touchdowns for Caleb Williams. Tavion Thomas is Utah's running back. This game is at 10.30 p.m. on ESPN. It is a late, late night kick for a Pac-12 game that used to have a lot of implications. Oregon slipping up last week didn't help. Utah takes on Oregon. 
Tavion Thomas had 180 yards and two touchdowns on the ground last week. He's projected to have 0.5 rushing touchdowns. He'll get in the end zone once. I'll go over a half a rushing touchdown for Tavion Thomas. And then to wrap it up, Jalen Hyatt, the electric wide receiver at Tennessee. He's projected to have five and a half receptions. We'll go over. Mm, over five like and a half receptions. Yeah. And then Hooker, over 275 and a half yards. Dorian Thompson Robinson, over 40 and a half rushing yards. Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, under three touchdowns. Tavion Thomas, Utah running back, over a half a touchdown. And Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee wide receiver, over five and a half receptions. That's a six pack, 25X, your entry. Hashtag DB's freebie. Shout out Price Picks. Download the Price Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Dude, I like it. That's a uh, pretty like high, high profile slate, too. I it mean, is. Good games, good matchups. It's good stuff, man. I'm getting the Jake Fromm stamp of approval. That that makes me feel good. <laughs> that makes me feel good. All right, let's go inside the five. Um, we haven't talked much about Georgia, so let's start with Georgia. Let's do it. Number one, Georgia, heading up north to take on Kentucky in Lexington. This is your 3.30 p.m. SEC on CBS game. Georgia is a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. Jake, I think I said this to you on Monday's pod, but it's always a tradition of mine to just love watching Georgia, biased aside, crush Kentucky, thus crush their dreams of making it to an SEC championship game, thus crush their dreams of thinking they're a legitimate football program. It's usually the weekend where Kentucky turns the page and it becomes basketball. <laughs> I, was like wait, I was waiting for you to um, say it. But that has already happened. Kentucky won last night. I think they beat Michigan State or maybe lost to Michigan State and basketball is a good game. Yeah. Uh, but Will Levis, man, and Chris Rodriguez, this team had a lot of hope heading into the season and Coach Stoops just taking L's. Big time up north. Yeah. Uh, like you said, big hopes at the beginning of the season and have just not met expectations. Uh, it's been really rough for those guys, and I don't see it getting any better. I see the dogs going up there and rolling and taking care of business. Back-to-back uh, -back road games for the dogs. Uh, I think they'll just be even more poised going into this one. Familiar territory for the guys uh and take care of business and like you said it's basketball time in kentucky yeah it is basketball time in kentucky george is averaging 40.6 points per game only allowing 11.6 510 total yards of offense i think it's completely underrated and doesn't get said enough in the media of the points that yeah. the dogs are putting up i mean we're, we're right there at the top uh in the country as far as points scored and obviously the spread and while well, we've had some uh, success throughout the year, but yeah, we're, we're right there with the best of them. Like bring it, let's go. Oh dude, no question about it. Kentucky six and four, three and four in the sec just lost a Vanderbilt last weekend. Yeah, not good. Not now, good. obviously this is a great bounce back spot for Kentucky. They will be competitive to a point. Georgia's going to win the game. 22 and a half a lot though, Jake. Dude, really? <sighs> I'll lay the 22 and a half with Georgia. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's They're what I'm talking about. In a yes, big, sir. big way. There's no question about it. The preparedness of this team going on the road against Mississippi State, allowing that punt return for a touchdown, Stetson throwing two interceptions and still winning by 26 points. I mean, like that just doesn't happen. And and I think it's it's the way that Kirby coaches this team. It's the way that the entire coaching staff has 
really gotten this team to respond in certain situations that shows that they're elite. There's no question about it. I'm so glad you brought that up. You talked about turning the ball over. I saw a stat. Oh, give me a stat. And it's all right. So to start the season off, UGA was plus six in the turnover margin. Okay. At, at some point in the middle of the season to now, they are minus eight. I think it's probably the Kent State game. In the turnover was. Margin. Yeah. Now, still, obviously, still winning, still having success. Now, this is either going to be, they're going to fix this and they are going to be unbeatable yeah. and unstoppable. Yeah. Yep. Or it's going to be the demise and it's yep. going to be something that they can't overcome, even though they're better. Player-wise, matchup-wise, scheme-wise, the whole nine, it is so hard to overcome turnovers in a football game because you were just giving the other team, one, momentum, but two, obviously, points when you give them the ball. Um, so, I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up because a game that you were just a part of, Philadelphia turned the ball over four times. You can't overcome that. You, you can't yeah. overcome Doesn't that. Matter. Doesn't matter and the commanders scored off those turnovers. That's killer at any level of football. I don't care if it's 100%. high school, peewee, high uh, college, or NFL. You, you just made the best point. There will come a point, and it could be in the SEC championship game, and it could be in the first round of the college football playoff, to where if George is lousy with the football, they could lose the game. Simple as that. What is the messaging from the coaching staff? Because you can't put too much pressure on the guys to where you're thinking about it. And then it's almost like a subconscious. Oh my God, don't drop the ball. Don't drop the ball. It's more so just like being, I, I don't know. Like, like tell me you're, you're a QB. I'm just a stupid punter. Yeah. So it's that uh, kind of that, that mental warfare of, do you say don't turn the ball over and and keep that don't, like when, you know whenever you mentally say don't do something don't do something don't do something yeah well, yeah what what do you end up doing you end up do it, doing yeah. that thing right um, like don't hit it, it left don't hit it left and then you right. snap hook a drive left on the golf course it happens every time. happens every time um, and so it's just hey you're just reaffirming uh, good coaching uh, points and techniques um, to, instead of saying don't turn the ball over take care of the football. Um, completions, ball security, uh, two hands in traffic, yeah. double in trouble, the whole nine for the running backs. Um, and just, just, I don't know, just be, be smart with the football, be smart yeah. with the football, take care of the ball. Um, and you just kind of have to play that middle warfare too, with the guys and with the, the kind of the, I, I hate to use this word, but with the vibe on offense. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent, dude. You got to play that mental kind of game with it. I think. You can say it. You guys are fragile on the offensive side of the ball. There's no doubt about it. Um, I thought the other way you could really combat <laughs> that is for the defensive players to make it a point. Let's get takeaways, right? Let's go get the oh, ball. Yeah. You know, like I think yeah. that's, a, that's a good yeah. way to go about it as well. But Georgia, you know, with their kind of four-headed monster now at running back, it's really great to see Kenny, Kendall, Branson, Dajan, you know, so many different ways they can attack the run game. They should have a fun weekend up in Lexington. Come on home. Yep. We've got Tech next week. Another undefeated season, regular season on the brink for Stetson Bennett. That would be phenomenal. Mm. Let's head out west to the Pac-12. Or you know what? We'll start with the other SEC game first. Number five, Tennessee, going to Columbia to take on South Carolina. This game's at 7 p.m. on ESPN. 
Tennessee is a 21 and a half point favorite. I just told you, I think Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt have a big night. Josh Heupel and company know that they have to continue making statements. And one could be just running it up on South Carolina, whoop yeah. up on Vandy, and then sit at home SEC championship weekend and see what happens. Um, any chance South Carolina can keep this one close? I would just say don't be surprised if it's a fight early. But then also don't be surprised when you check the scores late on Saturday and it looks like a 65, 66 to 20 something, you know, where Tennessee's playing a four quarter game, running it up kind of in a way, but not really uh, to make it look worse than it really was. Um, I, I think uh, South Carolina will take it a little personal. I think they'll want to ruin Tennessee's season. I okay. think they'll, they'll come out. I think they'll fight. They'll, they're going to throw a few punches. Uh, but don't expect them to win the fight is, is what I'm saying. And I, I think Tennessee will take care of business. Okay. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you there as well. Uh, Carolina be fired up. Obviously it's the start of Thanksgiving break. I would imagine students hang around this weekend for a big matchup inside yeah. Willie B 21 and a half is a lot, but it's not enough. So I'll lay, mm. excuse me. I'll lay the 21 and a half with Tennessee. I just think, Again, there's too much on the line for the Vols. They have to win big. They have to. They put yeah, it into to. the hands of the committee. So, yep. South Carolina, hold on to your butts because the Vols are coming in town. We'll see what happens. Number seven, Southern Cal, heading across town to take on the 16th-ranked UCLA Bruins. This game's at 8 p.m. on Fox. Southern Cal is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. UCLA beat these guys a year ago badly, but that was a bad SC team. Mm-hmm. I just talked about DTR, Charbonnet, the running back at UCLA. Chip Kelly versus Lincoln Riley is a fascinating coaching matchup. Yeah. Caleb Williams against Dorian Thompson Robinson, a really good QB matchup. What are your thoughts here? I mean, it's hey, UCLA lost last week. They're going to want to come back and play well. But then also on the other side, it's USC's time to shine. If they want a chance mm-hmm. of being talked about in the final four, well, they have to win this football game uh, and take care of business. So uh, mm, this one, this one's tough because yeah. I, I see it from both sides. I think it'd be a great matchup uh, coach to coach wise, uh, like you mentioned, but I think this is a, a Caleb Williams time to shine. I think USC's going to take it. All right. See, USC's best win this season was against an unranked Oregon State team, and they only beat the Beavers 17-14. to 14. This game lost a little juice. UCLA dropped the game to Arizona a week ago. Yeah. They were a double-digit favorite. I like the home dog here. Give me the points with UCLA. Give me Chip Kelly over Lincoln Ooh. Riley. Got to go over the total. The total 75, people. With a total that high, you got to take the over. I think Charbonnet, Zachary Charbonnet, is the X factor in this game. That's UCLA's running back. So I will take the Bruins plus Mm. two and a half. Number 14, Ole Miss, heading to Arkansas to take on the fighting Sam Pittmans. 7.30 p.m. Eastern, SEC Network. Ole Miss laying two and a half on the road. Yeah, I mean, I I think it depends a lot on K.J. Jefferson, whether or not he's playing – um, but I think it's just going to be tough to overcome kind of the the monster that Ole Miss has right now uh, with Jackson Dart and their kind of running back by committee as well. Um, they should have won that game last week uh, against Alabama. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I think so. Had every opportunity to. Um, I just hope it doesn't kind of give them a little fog going into this week, but I, I, there's no reason to me why Ole Miss should take care of business. 
All right, uh, I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to take the home dog, Arkansas, mm. plus two and a half. You just talked me into it by saying the battle that they had against Alabama a week yeah. ago. Uh, Ole Miss could have a little hangover effect, probably thinks they should have won. The attitude around the facility might be a little bit down, hitting the road. I can tell you where the attitude will not be down, Arkansas. They need a big win. They'll do it for yeah. their coach. Give me the two and a half points with the Razorbacks. Let's wrap this thing up. Number 10, Utah at number 12, Oregon. Again, a game that was going to have so much promise. Oregon loses mm. to Washington last week. Oregon's a three-point favorite at home. This game kicks off at 10.30 p.m. on Saturday Ooh. night, ESPN. Oregon, once again at home against a ranked opponent. Dan Lanning and Bo Nix, you know, I know they're way out there in the North Pacific Northwest, but they've put together a hell of a first season. Yeah, no, they definitely have. I, a, lot, a lot of respect to them and what they've done able to do after that just debacle of a first game to start the season off the way they fought. And they were right there uh, the whole game last weekend. My opinion, again, should have won that football game. I like them in this one to respond to have it at home, which helps. Uh, and expect Bo Nix to, to keep going off and try to get his name uh, in there to go to New York. Yeah. And, and possibly be a name for the Heisman. Man, good for him. That would be awesome. Utah's taken both of their losses on the road this season at Florida, at UCLA. I think Oregon's rushing defense can step up and really limit Tavion Thompson. Tavion Thomas, to. excuse me, they're going to have to. I do think Thomas will get into the end zone once on my hashtag DB's freebie. But I like a bounce back game here for Bo Nix at home. Um, put some numbers up. I'll lay the three with Oregon for all the reasons you said. Does more. does Bo does Bo have a touchdown that's a non-passing touchdown? Does he have Ooh. a rushing touchdown or a receiving touchdown? Oh, just a little me and you kind of side bet, you know? Uh, probably Tell not. Me. I think he's just gonna mm. air it out. Just gonna air it, air it out. Okay. So a little gentleman shake on that one. There gentleman shake, I like it. You a big Thanksgiving guy? You like Thanksgiving? A huge Thanksgiving yeah, guy, man. Who doesn't too. like Thanksgiving? I was watching the Today Show this morning. It's just usually on the on it on the house. Like I take Bridget to school at. 7 30 and then you know come home have a cup of coffee before the emails start firing off and i'm listening it's like ways to save money this thanksgiving well, i'll turn yeah. around see what they're talking about tip number one skip the turkey i said are you kidding i said that's the dumbest it's so stupid it's so stupid that they would even put that on national television yeah skip the turkey i tell you i i, I kiss my I, ass how about that i i, I have to Admit my sin here. Don't Be tell me that you don't like turkey. No, love turkey. Okay, love okay. turkey. It is a Thanksgiving deal. Have to have it in the lineup 100%. Yes. Okay. But when me and my wife were in Buffalo, um, and we were obviously we were playing that week. We weren't playing yeah. on Thanksgiving. We were playing that week. A lot to do. Couldn't really do it. So she stayed at home that day and made all the fixings. Well, it's the man's deal to cook the meat and make the turkey. Well, I didn't have time because of practice to really do the turkey the way I wanted to. Uh, so we went and just got some ham, threw it in the cast iron, fried it up a little bit. Perfect. And that was spectacular. But you talk about saving money, dude, the ham was super cheap. It was like oh, ten, yeah. it was like 10 bucks for like four pounds worth of worth of ham. So I had to I do could, a pub. Yeah. I had to do a Publix run. Yeah, you're right. I mean, throw the ham in the cast iron, dude. They, Game right on. Up. I have full Delicious. respect for that. Full respect for that. And yes, it's a lot different when you are working literally, you know, and then you have to wake up Friday morning. You can't just go oh, yeah. all out on Thursday and feel oh, like yeah. shit on 
Friday, but I was at Publix the other night, and they had Publix brand turkeys. There was a 32-pound frozen turkey at Publix, 49 cents a pound. It was like $17. This thing was as big as the desk that I'm working on right now. It was gigantic. I don't even know. I mean – you and I have got those big ass rec techs. I don't even know if it could fit on there. It's so big. I was like, that's what a, is going on? That's something to think about for sure. It's crazy. It was crazy. But uh we'll get into some Thanksgiving talk next. Oh, what we'll, 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 hey, we'll have a lineup. We'll have a line. It have to it have to be a first, second, or third down. We gotta talk about our lineup. For sure. What's what's in and what's yes. out. I like it. Who's in, who's out Thanksgiving lineup. Got to love it. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, um, this has been fun. Who you guys play this weekend? Short week. Uh, you guys play? The Texans. Texans. And uh, go take care of business. Yes, sir. Go take care of business. Follow him at from Jake. Follow me at Drew Butler. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, puntandpass.com. And you got to get over to Prize Picks, people. Prizepicks.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match on your first $100. And now with a six pack entry, like I just gave you in the hashtag DB's freebie, you can 25X your money. So many sports to choose from. Cross sport entries. Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy game out there. Shout out to Prize Picks, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.